Welcome to Weird Faith. I'm Phil. I'm Scott. And I'm Josh. And we are here to bring you a whole new perspective on life. Isn't life grand? Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it amazing to have breath in our lungs and blood pumping through our bodies? It's amazing. Isn't it amazing? It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. You're kind of like on a different level. Man, right I now. am just hyped <laughs> up. This is how amazing I, it is. I wasn't ready for the podcast <clears throat> until Phil just did that. I didn't know he was doing that. Hopefully you're ready to listen. Uh, but hey, we want to thank you guys so much for watching with us, for sharing, for commenting. We got so many comments this week. Uh, one in particular was uh, Ryan Sigmund. He was on there talking to us about who his favorite princesses were. Uh, one thing that he brought up, which I think we missed this last time, was the death of the brother on Big Hero 6. Oh, oh dude. That was rough. Okay, dude, so why would you we even were, bring that up? Yeah. No. So, I think because we were talking we about, talked about Bing saddest okay. cinematic deaths. Mm-hmm. I think it's up there. It, that's actually probably worse than Bing Bong. Yeah, it's pretty unfair <laughs> almost to them to them for them to do that to us. As I, the I forget that that's a Disney movie. Sure, yeah. But mm. it's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jamie Barber said she doesn't really like princesses, but really likes Belle because, you know, the reading, she can mm. vibe with that. Okay. Carrie Davis talked about how, like, resilient Cinderella was. And, uh, and then Nesha voted uh, on who the Weird Award winner is, which brings us to our next part. Before we go, though... Uh, I want to tell you that we have a brand new Instagram page for Weird Faith. So go and find that and like it. And that way we'll be able to share a little bit more uh, and not take over the church, you know, Clarksburg Baptist Church page. We don't need polls on Disney princesses on our Yeah, right. Yeah, That doesn't make a ton of sense. So make sure that you don't miss anything by going and liking. And let's continue the conversation there. That's what we want. We want to build a community with you. So that brings us to our weird award winner, which Josh got. Uh, no, you're not Josh. You're Scott. Scott what got one vote. You did. Yeah. But I'm good with that. Kate Josh did it. Yeah. <laughs> Are we Josh, allowed to vote from now on? No, 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 no. Josh, you won the weird award this week. All right. Week. I'm honored. Yes. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't know what you did uh, last time, but it was weird. I feel like it was the tale like the original little mermaid stuff yeah I, it got pretty it got gr- dark. gruesome and dark and it just was weird it so got so dark weird. i feel like i was in up again for a little yeah. bit like for the first time <laughs> <laughs> so here is our punishment today scott reveal it for us so in a, in a few minutes josh is going to host and he's going to talk about the human body just the wonder uh, the wonder land that is a human body right <laughs> and so we thought it'd be funny if we put some limitations on him today oh no so, if you've ever noticed, actually all three of us do this. We all talk with our hands. Josh will not be able to use his hands or arms the rest of this <laughs> podcast. Okay. But it's not honor system or trust. We're actually going to tie you down with yeah. these. Oh. Is it like a straight jacket? Zip oh. ties. Oh, you got uh, zip ties. Yeah, right here to okay. your... Uh... All right. We promise we'll undo this later. <laughs> I had no idea what was happening today. Yeah, that's most uh, of our show. Yeah, is most of us don't have any idea what's happening. <laughs> uh, jo- uh, Scott and I don't know the topic really other than it's about the human body. And Josh didn't know he was going to be zip-tied to I, the chair. I didn't. And 
Seriously, I can't move my arms at all. I'm so tempted uh, to push I, him over right now. <laughs> I, think, I think this is the same thing that happened to, or they had to do for uh, Ricky Bobby ah, on Talladega Nights. Yeah. Because his hand just kept floating around. So yeah. this would have been a good solution. The best that. thing is, we already talked about this. Like Anything you want to do, you're going to be reliant upon us. Right. So like I told Phil to be prepared to scroll on your computer for you. If you need to type anything, adjust <laughs> the totally microphone. Uh, your you mustache need, you looks like... so itchy right now. <laughs> so the second that this this went down, I got an itch above my ear on the right side of my head over here. Phil, you this one? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You got it. Dude, that was good aim. Good aim. Yeah. So just tell Phil what you need to do. Yeah. I was here and laugh at you. Will you uh, give me water from my mug? <laughs> so you guys didn't realize this is actually going to be more punishment for <laughs> yeah, you. Right, yeah, yeah. I need Not you to. Me. I'm across the table. I can't yeah, reach. That's true. But I'd prefer it be you. <laughs> oh, my, my, your my arms mind. are long enough. You can reach <laughs> yeah, it. Right? You can do it, Mr. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about uh, how amazing the human body is. Uh, God has just designed it in an awesome and amazing way, and I think that's what our weird facts are about this week, right, Josh? Absolutely, yes. the The human body is incredible. I mean, like we we talk about. I think all three of us are fans of Marvel and DC. We love superheroes and superpowers and things like that. The body really is full of superpowers, and mm-hmm. the body does some incredible things. And uh, man, it is just a testament to like God's goodness and His creativity that our bodies function the way that they do. Are you laughing at my arms? <laughs> it's totally. Good. I keep. I know. I keep moving my fingers. <laughs> Hey, this one just came loose. So, oh, uh, I'll I'll play fair though. I'll, I'll now you see that wasn't like as out. intense as he's making there it look. Right there. there we go. Yeah. Okay, uh, but the human body is pretty amazing. So we thought we'd start things off today with just some amazing facts about the human body. Uh, some of these that I found, I'm like, I don't even know how you could like fact check some of these, mm, like yeah, yeah. find out if they're myth or if they're real. But uh, pretty uh, pretty amazing stuff. So we're gonna start things off with Scott over there and uh, see what he's got for us. So I prioritized the ones that were kind of disgusting. Oh. Right? So like my it. first one, did you know that you produce 40,000 liters of spit in your lifetime? To put it another way, that's enough spit to fill out 500 bathtubs. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that right. gross? That actually doesn't feel far-fetched. I feel like I produce a lot of saliva. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe crazy, I'm actually though. the outlier on the... You maybe do like six hundred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, how do you fact check that? Uh, I guess get, uh, like a little to. baby's born automatically in a science experiment, and they make him yeah. spit. It's like, like the Truman Show. He would, yeah. He was just was. They decided this guy's going to be an experiment. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, that's weird. That's, that's pretty weird. weird. That was pretty weird. <laughs> you got another one? No. Are we going to keep yeah, going? Yeah, go Let's see what else we got. Uh, this one's also just gross. The average nose produces about a cupful. Of nasal mucus every single day. Every day. Every wow. single day. Oh, so what man. you just like? Yeah. Took a drink of that. That's what that is. It's like a cup full of nice. yeah. <laughs> mucus. That's that's yesterday's mucus from Phil. <laughs> what am I going to do? I, I, I can't don't know. not have mucus. Hey, I appreciate not wasting things. That's right. Putting it to we use. try and use the whole wow. you know the whole system. I'll do one more because this is also well actually this one's kind of like one part one part two. The entire surface of your skin is replaced. Every single month, wow. with like skin cells, hmm. because you every minute you shed over thirty thousand dead skin cells. That's crazy! Wow. Because of that, uh, like astronomical number, you will have one thousand different skins in your life. Man, that's man, crazy. that's more than I have on Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, skins on there. <laughs> so 
I've heard, uh, and you might have found this while looking down that rabbit hole too, uh, it's something like like every five years, all the cells in your body completely are replaced. Oh yeah, so, I remember something. So it's before. you're a completely new person. More Don't less, act yeah. like you can't change because <laughs> you're a completely the person I was yeah. three years ago yeah. or five years ago, whatever it is, is not even the same person that I am. Hashtag new cells, new me. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> forget the new years. So, can, can I do? Yeah, good. Okay, sorry. Maybe we spent too much time on this, but I, these really made me laugh. I went for like the weird, like legit weird, kind uh, of gross yeah. ones. Um, spread across your entire lifetime, most people will spend an average of one whole year sitting on a toilet. Wow. Hmm. That seems low. It does seem low. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you have kids, <laughs> that's where you go. Oh, and also, in the, like in the age of Netflix and TikTok, right, yeah, you got to be spending more right. time there. And right. now, the last one to kind of tie that into, uh, you're, on average, you will fart enough. Every single day to fill one party balloon. I believe that, actually. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I think I could be employed by Party City. <laughs> it would be Farty City. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So that's, that's, those are mine. Those are yours? I've got, uh, I was thinking about, you know, our senses. How many senses do we have? Six. Six? <laughs> Some do you of see us, dead right? people? There's a movie about right? that. Yeah. Bruce Willis, right? So yeah. neurologists actually say that that number is more like 20 or 30 really? senses. Hmm. Now, when you hear what these other senses are, you might understand why there's so many more. But, you know, what are they? That taste, touch, sight, smell. Uh, what's Ear. Hearing, yeah. Okay. Uh, so here's some that we missed with that small uh, sample size that we learned about when we were children. And that uh, here's one, and you're going to have fun with me trying to read these things too, but... Equilibrioception, meaning the sense of balance. You never really think about that before, but how do you know you're upright? Yeah. Uh, you know, if you've ever jumped off of a high uh, cliff or something into water, or maybe uh, I know we've talked before about going um, whitewater rafting, mm-hmm. and you get, you know you get knocked off in the water, and sometimes it is hard to tell what is up and what is down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's you know that's a sense of uh, equilibrium. Another mm-hmm. one is proprioception and that's knowing where the parts of your body are without looking for them uh which my hand is right here yeah right right but my hands aren't going anywhere (laughs) i know where they are (laughs) there's all we could go way far like deep into it but do you know you can actually like so say you put like uh a, a mirror here or something where you can see a hand they've like made it to where it feels it looks like you have both hands here and you can actually like feel pain if they stab. Oh yeah, I've dude, seen that. I've totally yeah. seen that on those. Uh, man, there's a show. It's like weird, uh-huh. weird facts and science, and they do that where they replace it, right? And then, like hit the fake hand with, with a hammer. hammer. That's and what they'll it be was. like. Oh, there's freak a freak out guy on Netflix and... who is a magician. He like stabs it. Yeah, like, stabs it with a knife, and they freak out. Yeah, uh, and then there's also like phantom limb pain yes. when someone loses a body part and they can still sense it and feel it and people will even say like no i still have two hands you just can't see the one i know where the other one's at which is such a weird that our is brain so is so but i think strange. when people have lost limbs one of the ways that they help like heal like they put a they do that with a mirror uh, yeah to make it look like they have it i remember wow. and they basically make them like hit it so mm-hmm. they know it's not right Grey's anatomy went there for you there you go there you go yeah. uh here's another one is kinesthesia which is a sense of movement like, I guess, like, you're in a train or something like that. Are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. I was trying to unlock my screen, but uh, I broke loose again. Oh, come on. 
There we go. Yeah, that should be better. better. There that we should go. be better. There we go. Uh, but like, I guess like if you're in a train, you feel movement. Um, another one is thermoception, which is we don't think about a lot. The sense of Heat. knowing hot and cold. Oh, yeah. Uh, another one is the ability to feel pain. Uh, and uh, the other one is the sense of the passing of time and those are just a couple other senses they say that we have it's kind of weird to think uh and i also learn the older i get the more i learn what i learned in like elementary school was wrong yeah Uh, they never talked about any of this stuff one that i was really surprised by and you guys might be too young to have learned this but i've talked to people my age and older that i learned that the tongue had uh different parts of it that tasted different things like mm-hmm. this is the sour spot this is the bitter spot and your tongue has taste buds that are all exactly the same and you might kind of feel it in one place other than another but you don't have like oh if i touch this spot with a sour thing it's going to taste sour in this spot it, that was garbage but they taught me that when i was in yeah my I, so I read it they have eight thousand taste buds the average tongue right and that each one has a hundred cells a piece that help you taste. That's food. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but they're all the same. So. What else are we being lied about? I know. Or lied to about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to go down that conspiracy like everybody else on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna be a different kind of podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but stay on track here. What do you got, Josh? All right. So uh, some interesting things, and I'm gonna go with some of these really like far fetched things that uh, like. I have no yeah, idea if this true. is real. It sounds impossible <laughs> to be true. We'll start with one that uh, that I could believe. Uh, you talked about the reproduction of cells and things like that. Um, so the, by the time I start this sentence right here and finish this sentence, approximately 50,000 cells in your body will die and be replaced with new cells as I'm finishing the sentence right now. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to those 50,000 cells. All those Joshes. But died. it's also celebrating the birth of all those hey, new cells. And more are dying right day. now. <laughs> there we go. Um, a couple of the more far-fetched, I have no idea if this is real, but it just blew my mind. Uh, I read this, that if a human being's DNA was uncoiled, hmm. it would stretch 10 billion miles, which is far enough to go from Earth to Pluto and back. Round trip. That can't be true. Talk right? about another thing we learned in elementary school that was wrong. Pluto's no longer a planet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I refuse to believe that. I blame Dr. Tyson. <laughs> it was his fault. Yeah. Pluto is a planet. It's a planet. As far as I'm concerned. And uh, you can get there by stretching your, your by DNA. stretching your DNA. That's all we got to do. I don't know if that's true. It can't be. Um, but the video that I watched it on had like 20,000 views, so it's got to be. That's got to be. It's got to be, be right. true. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I don't know about that. Uh, here's one that. I think is easy to believe the more I thought about it, that the pinky finger contributes 50% of the hand strength. Wow. And I started thinking about how many times I've carried like four grocery bags All with on just pinky. my pinky finger. Uh, but if you kind of flex your fingers around, and that's all I can do with my hands right now. Uh, if you flex your fingers around, the pinky does feel like Weirdly a little strong. bit stronger. Maybe it's the angle. But the only time it's ever hindered is whenever you're drinking like a fancy tea. Right. Oh, right. So like, if a yeah. heavy tea, yeah. you would be in trouble. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, I wonder if that's why we pinky promise, because mm. I'm saying my word is this strong. Hey, it's, let's see. It's strong as my pinky. Ah. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't. <laughs> you can reach your arm further. Than that. Come on. 
another one that was crazy, and it's another distance thing. Uh, I don't know why I'm so worried about unraveling the human body. Uh, and uns- <laughs> We should be worried about it. <laughs> yeah, unspooling the human body. But I read that there are 45 miles of nerves in a human being's skin. Uh, it's kind of gross. That just seems crazy because, like, I mean, I guess it's all condensed and right, like, uh, like wrapped up and yeah, forty-five miles. So that's like from here to what Morgantown. So how did, further? But then uh, the other thing is like billions of miles. Ten billion miles that of makes DNA uncoiled. Sense. No, I I don't really believe it, but I want somebody to prove it right or prove it wrong, not by uncoiling your DNA and trying to do it. But well, I read that there was a hundred thousand miles of blood vessels. <clears throat> hmm. Was another one that I saw. Hmm. Yeah, our just, bodies are insane, man. Yeah, it's crazy. There, there's our bodies are miraculous in how they function. Uh, let me tell you guys a story about the probably one of the grossest things I've seen with the human body, but also like the most up close I've seen to the insides of a human body. So, well, anything of, that you say gets you in legal trouble after this. Uh, it might get other people in legal trouble. Okay, then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we, we should be fine. Uh, I've worked some strange jobs in my day. I think you guys would Dirty probably jobs. agree with, with the same thing. Phil worked at Chuck E. Cheese for a while. Yeah. We, we both have a, a list of interesting jobs under our belt. Uh, but for a little while, I worked as a floor finisher at a hospital. And after six months of just making the floors in that hospital as shiny and waxy as they possibly could be, uh, I took another job in that hospital as an orderly in the surgery department. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how my floor finishing skills translated (laughs) to do that. We were called orderlies. We called ourselves the otterlies. Uh, Shout out to Edgar Morgan, Jonathan, and Victoria. We, uh, What's up, weirdos? That, that was the uh, the Avengers there back in go. the day. Yeah. Uh, but so what I did as an orderly was uh, go in after surgeries. I'd go into the operating rooms and sweep up, mop the rooms, blood, bone, urine, whatever is all over the the floor, all over the beds. We had to clean up the space. How and, many miles of those things did you find? Oh, <laughs> hundreds of billions. You could go to Pluto and back. Uh, but... Uh, so we, we'd go in and clean up and sterilize everything, set up equipment for other, you know, the next surgeries or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we just helped out. We were just a, a pair of hands to help out with that stuff. So I had only been working in surgery for two weeks when I had my first call weekend. And they called me in and, you know, that's pretty easy for me. I'd just go set up the room, make sure things are clean, make mm-hmm. sure they have all the things that they mm-hmm. need. And then I'd go to the break room and eat all the doctor's snacks and watch baseball or something like that. So uh, 20 minutes in, they call me. They call the break room and they say, hey, we need your help with this leg amputation. Oh. Like, okay. Clearly, I obviously I'm dreaming. Like, what do you mean you need my help? Like, did I not set up some equipment right or, right. or what is it? So I walk down to the operating room and they come out with these big gowns and all of this stuff to sterilize me and they're like cleaning me up in front of the sink and they say hey we need your help this leg is far too big we can't hold it up to cut it off shout out to that dude right i'm gonna be the man that they're like dude this guy's too swole (laughs) have you seen the quads on this guy we're gonna need another pair of hands never skipped leg day yeah and uh, I, w- I will say it was a large leg. I bet it weighed as much as I do. And I, I'm not a light guy either. But so they start like sterilizing me and scrubbing me in. And and I go in there and it's just hot under these lights. And this surgeon 
is standing there and he's like, Hey, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I, re- I really need your help with this leg amputation. I'm like, dude, two weeks ago I was waxing bathroom floors <laughs> in this hospital. This makes no sense. Right? So I show up and for an hour, hour and a half, I'm just standing there in front of this just rotted leg <laughs> holding this gigantic leg up so this surgeon could burn through it and cut things and he's like he's talking me through the whole thing he's like we're gonna need a bigger saw <laughs> dude it was crazy so i actually thought because they do use saws for the bones and oh, stuff yeah but for a lot of the other like inner pieces in the leg they use like these little torch things and like cut through things with fire and Ooh. so like you're, so you're smelling, smelling too. you're smelling uh, how hey, many of talked the, about the senses? How many of the twenty-some senses were you using? Yeah, right. Uh, well, it was hot in there. Uh, so the <laughs> thermo, whatever. Uh, it, the, there were some interesting smells in there. Uh, but I'm watching this surgeon right before my eyes. Right, I'm holding this leg up for him. He's putting my hand in. He couldn't do it right now because I'm zip tied. Right? <laughs> but he's putting my hand inside this guy's leg and telling me like. Hey, can you hold this? Can you pull it that way? Can so Dude, I can? Why did they just use like a sword or something? I do. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they did it better back in like medieval times. Right? Yeah, a guillotine <laughs> or something. Yeah, it, it was messy, but he it, like, just wanted to use all his tools in his tool chest. I know, and I think he wanted to scare me away from the job too. <laughs> like I had no business being in that operating room, oh my uh, helping with this at all. Right? It was terrifying. Uh, I had to take the leg afterwards and. Uh, holding a dead lamb is really interesting <laughs> dead weight it's just dead weight and it's just, it's not moving it's just i'm holding a leg and it was probably like 50 pounds or something oh like that. My gosh. but I, I had to wrap it up and take it but man the adrenaline running through my body for that uh it, i i don't really like blood and gore and and things like that so Dude, i told him a story earlier and he looked cringy like you mm. look he was gonna throw up yeah i'm so, not i'm not i didn't, I didn't know that until earlier today right so. yeah i'm sorry I, I don't know how i made it through it was I the grace of god it was just the adrenaline i guess it's but. probably your like polite nature is why <laughs> i would i would have been like dude i can't do this and you're just over there like um, okay yeah so it, i'd be anything, all in it felt necessary let's do it I'd be, like I'd be being pulled, grabbing tools out of your pockets. Yeah, I like. I got some stuff home. you can use. I got machete. What do you want? Yeah, dude, it it was insane. Uh, that that brings us to our weird faith application today. Uh, I will need Phil to, um, un- no, just unlock my, uh, oh, yeah. my screen right there. There we, there we go. go. There we go. Okay. If you could scroll down a little bit, uh-huh. there's the top of there. Uh, so, there so that brings us to our application today, and this is something that I heard years ago from a pastor in, I think it was a series on the book of Judges. And that was this, that God doesn't want your ability. God wants your availability. Mm-hmm. So his main point was like, availability is so much more important right. than ability, right? We tend to measure our worth and our potential by our abilities and our talents and our skills and maybe how competent we are at doing something. But what God wants and what we see in the Bible is that God just wants simple, faithful obedience to make yourself available to be used by a God who is much more able than we are in our own capacities. Right. So when I was summoned to that operating room, I could have cowered back and said, no way I can't do this. Right. And that's definitely like looking back. I don't know why I didn't (laughs) say that, but you know, I would have said, I can't do this. Have you looked at my resume? Right. Mm -hmm. I have no experience in leg amputations, believe it or not. (laughs) Right. I just was mopping bathrooms a week ago. Uh, have you looked at my track record? I've, you know, like I'm not, 
I have no business being here and helping with this. I don't have those skills, mm-hmm. right? But that doctor didn't need me to do all of the work, right? He needed me to hold the leg and just do my job by making myself available right. to help so that he could do what he was made to do and that he could shine and do what he was best at, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's the same way with the kingdom of God. And I think it's the same way in all of our lives, wherever you're at. Um, I, I think we kind of fool ourselves sometimes thinking that God just needs us to be a superstar right. and that we have to have it all figured out and that I need to be really impressive in order to do big things to change the world right. or yeah. expand the kingdom. And most of the time, I think all God really wants from us is simple obedience, yeah. right? We look at the story of David uh, fighting Goliath mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, right? Um, David wasn't... Uh, Sorry, I almost coughed all over the mic because I can't <laughs> cover my mouth. This is not safe. <laughs> but uh, uh, David wasn't this impressive, strong, intimidating warrior, right? right. He, he didn't go face Goliath based on his uh, track record mm-hmm. or, or his, his credibility, right? Mm-hmm. He just said yes. Yeah. He said, I'm going to make myself available and I'm going to leave the rest to God. I'm going to trust the consequences to him. If you go look at the book of Judges, super weird book, right? Mm, so strange. Yeah. I think the other day we were talking about the book of Judges, just the strange stories mm-hmm. in the book of Judges, right? But but through the book of Judges, you see over and over and over again, Israel falls into oppression and God raises up a judge to deliver them. And every single time there's... Flaws, brokenness, inadequacy, right. just riddled through these people that God raises up. But but God's doing something like He's proven something there mm-hmm. in the Bible that like we don't have to be impressive, right? Mm-hmm. Right? God can use the most broken and the smallest of things. We just need to make ourselves available. Uh, Phil, I'm gonna need you to scroll down a little bit. <laughs> uh, I w- I should have this scripture memorized, but <laughs> uh, I-, I love the way Paul says this in Second Corinthians. 12.9. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient mm-hmm. for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Yeah. So, like, that, that's the challenge for all of us today, for the three of us, for all of you mm-hmm. weirdos listening. How would the world shake if we just decided to forget about how able we are right. and simply just said yes here I am. I'm going to make myself available. Mm-hmm. I'm not impressive. Yep. I may not have the skills. I'm full of insecurity and inadequacy, but here I am. I'm going to make myself available, right? It didn't matter that I wasn't a surgeon. It didn't matter that God or uh, God, that David wasn't this mighty warrior, right? It matters that we say, yes, I'm going to be obedient and just say, God, I'm available. Yeah. Right? So what, what do you guys think about that? I, the one thing I thought is interesting is, well, I think we've talked before and there's been sermons called like dangerous prayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if Groeschel ever talked about this specific one, but I remember praying to God and telling him, Hey God, I am available. Mm. That's a very dangerous statement because you got to be prepared for what comes next. <laughs> yeah. Because right. I was in a, I was on a mission trip with my brother who was doing most of the speaking at that time. Believe it or not, I used to be very quiet and mm-hmm. I hated public speaking. And I was put in a position where I was like, God, I feel like, you're wanting me to do something, so God, I pray. I just want to let you know I'm available. Yeah. Within an hour of after that prayer, I'm not saying this is what happened, <laughs> but Todd couldn't. Like Todd was getting some like the bubble guts, and yeah, he just yeah. didn't feel good. Oh wow! And it looked like 
I had to speak. And I literally told God, okay, I'm available, but I'm not doing <laughs> after that. This. After Never. this. And so <laughs> I made Todd time. still do it. And he did it. But I was like, man, mm. afterwards, I felt terrible. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I, made, I made a commitment to God, say, hey, I'm available. And then I said, nah, not really. Right. Yeah. yeah. Missed out on something yeah. too. Yeah. Well, that's uh, I, the story that comes to mind for me about this is the like the audacity that the little boy had with his lunch to come to Jesus and bring his, like, can you imagine being that kid? Like 5,000 people, whatever. He shows up with a Lunchable. Yeah. He says, Oh, I'll help you. (laughs) It's adorable. But he just brought what he had and uh, he, he brought it to the table. And, and sometimes uh, another thing that kind of like feels that way. Sometimes we can be that way as parents. Like, well, I don't have, maybe all the skills or to give my kids everything they could want or uh but there's like a uh commercial uh about fostering that's like that like Mm. you don't have to be perfect you don't have to be the coolest person in the world you can be available to someone and you can step into a situation and help someone you don't have to be a therapist to help your friends just being available and being there and showing up is more than most people will ever do and uh sometimes those with talents can sit on the sideline and and say that their talents are too important to use in these type of different scenarios. I'm too smart for this or, you know, whatever my skills uh, deserve better than this lowly thing. Right. And yeah. they don't use them. Mm-hmm. And so those skills are useless. And then and they, they just, you know, they just go to waste. Yeah. Uh, but being available and whether that's in our relationship with God making those things available to him and showing up or in our friendships and in our relationships and all those type of things, uh, just being there yeah, that, is a big that, part. That's what matters to people most. Mm-hmm. Like, And I've kind of believed that lie before. Uh, if I'm in a situation where somebody might need counseling or they're experiencing right. something yep. where I'm like, well, I don't have all the words to say. Yeah. I don't know what counseling technique is best sure. here. Most of the time, people just want somebody to sit next to you and just mm-hmm. feel the pain with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, hey, it's a bad day. Right. And no, I'm not going to offer you a solution, but right. I'm going to be right next to you. Exactly. And that's yeah. the, the important part is know that your ability there mm-hmm. and like don't try and prescribe to them some kind of crazy, you know, secret right. thing that'll just say, hey, look, I don't have a lot of answers. I don't have a lot of experience with this, but. I love you and I want to be here with you. I know uh, that, you know, this is a tough time and I don't have the experience. And I've had to say that to people before. I don't know what you're going through, uh, but I'm here and I don't have any answers, but I'm not leaving, you know, and, and, and I'm all in on you and whether that's, you know, whether I can bring a skill to this or not is not the problem it's it's whether or not i can be available to these people yeah i'll never forget it's, it's weird how sometimes you learn it's like some of the best ministry or christian principles from things that are like not yeah, related yeah, yeah. to it yeah. whatsoever uh, i was watching the show how i met your mother mm. a long time ago it's one of my favorite shows like top 10 comedies for me and my uh, mother yeah your <laughs> mother. How from, i met your mother you stay away from my mother <laughs> and uh one of the characters his dad passes away on the show and it's a really sad episode and he goes on to talk about like he's kind of like eulogizing and just kind of thinking about mm-hmm. what his dad was and he talks about him not being perfect not being the best right. at all these different things but then he finally said kids don't understand logic 
they understand who shows up. That's right. And Absolutely. I think yeah, through that right. all the time about all the different ways that God has called me into situations where I'm like, I am not yep. skilled in this regard. Uh, never a surgical room, <laughs> but uh, I just think about different moments and I remember thinking, okay, but God did everything to make himself available to me. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> all he wants is for me to be available to somebody else in that right. moment and just be present um, and just to walk through life with somebody. Damn. Yeah. I, I love the the word you used a minute when we talked about the, the boy who gave up his lunch. Like you said, that's adorable, right? Yeah, yeah. right yeah. And, and that's, I think we need to realize sometimes like we don't need these big gestures mm. of faith. Sometimes it's just the adorable, like this small little. Simple. Right. Yeah, like like hey, I I'm going to I'm my little bit here that I right. have. I'm going to offer and say God, you do with it what you want to. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like like so maybe that's the challenge for you is to just Absolutely. uh say like God, when opportunities arise, like give me the courage to just say yes. I'm going to make myself available whether it's helping somebody in need or maybe it's uh, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, different opportunities are going to arise each day just saying I'm going to make myself available. So I don't know who's having an amputation in your life or uh, what they need, but show up, show up, be available. Uh, Whether that's God calling you to do something that's outside of your comfort zone, whether that's picking up the phone and calling someone, texting somebody, uh, going and knocking on a neighbor's door that you haven't seen in a while, you're not sure what's going on. All those little things in our mind are the kingdom things, the big things of stepping into those situations. You got anything for us to end us out, Scott? Not really. Yeah. I think we're yeah. good. I don't think Tell Josh... Tell us your deepest, darkest secret. Deepest, darkest secret. Let's yeah. see. Uh, I don't know, man. I thought if it's not good enough, we'll keep asking. Yeah. <laughs> I'll br- we'll bring it back next Every episode. Every single episode. We're keep Drop coming. down in the comments whatever you think deepest, Scott's deepest, darkest secret is. His hey. beard isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> it's fake. He puts it on every week. Hey, remember, too, we, we want to hear from you guys what... What weird facts should we bring? What what yeah. what topics? Yeah. What what do you think we should talk about? Because, I said last week uh, or last time, two weeks ago, that you should send topics to the next host. Did anybody send you anything? No, I didn't get anything. Yeah. Wow! Uh, but what fans? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was That's able okay. to come you up with something. Yourself this upcoming, yeah. I'm going to be the host, right? Yeah, you'll next. be hosting. I'll yep. be the heck next one. So make sure you tell us what are some amazing things about the human body that you have uh discovered and, and figured out please make the gross ones the best ones yeah. like, those were my favorite yeah. like we, we want to hear your comments we want to read them we want to talk about them uh vote on who the next weird award winner is and uh we'll see if josh is still alive the next time we uh he's gonna be here <laughs> i'll i'll be here for the next episode yeah i don't think i'm going anywhere in the next two weeks <laughs> he's gonna need a lot of help he's gonna need someone to show up to take him down to the bathroom and and give him some food <laughs> be available over the next couple weeks till we film the next podcast but hey we love you guys and we're so excited to build this community with you share it uh comment on it and let's continue this conversation and let's get weird because normal isn't working see weirdos (laughs) 